Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Do you find yourself feeling guilty for taking care of yourself or doing something for yourself when there is so much to accomplish and do for others? Guilt is a common emotion that we all experience, and in particular, especially women. I mean, we are more prone to feel guilty, and that's what research says. It's not just me saying that. And, you know, when you take a look at the history of women in general, it makes sense. Why are we so prone? to feel that guilt when we get overwhelmed and when we have to take care of everybody and everything. And what research says is that the answer actually lies in socialization. It's the way that women and girls have been socialized for thousands and thousands of years. I mean, if you think about it, we always have been cultivated to get along with others, not hurt anybody's feelings, to take care of loved ones, have more responsibility and staying in touch with relatives and friends and keeping up with everybody's schedules and keeping the household functioning effectively, all of that. So, Gosh, that's a lot, right? That's a lot to take on, especially when there is a lot to do. So that overwhelm gets really amplified and it's intense. But there's actually healthy guilt, believe it or not. And then there's guilt that can be really toxic and unhealthy. And that's when I think it gets the best of you. So in a healthy situation, those feelings of guilt actually can motivate you. You know, there's like a little bit of energy behind it to live according to your authentic values, which in turn can improve your relationship with others since you are more likely to treat them with respect and do your fair share because you have empathy and you have a consciousness. So that guilt that you're feeling, you're being aware of how that impacts other people. However, when it's excessive, right, and it's unnecessary, that's when there's like almost a psychological burden that interferes with your emotions and quality of life. Um, in fact, and this is just putting, again, my therapy hat on for a quick second, it is a symptom sometimes of depression. And, you know, the feelings of guilt can really signify a sense of unworthiness. So think about it. When you're not feeling kind of whole within yourself or, that, or worthy, taking care of others is a way to get a sense of self-worth. So then you become that caretaker because you know you feel good when you're taking care of things. But then the question remains, how do you fill yourself up without being that caretaker, without the guilt, especially when you are in the state of overwhelm and need to take care of so many things? I always use the metaphor of, you know, like if you're the pitcher of the water and you have all these glasses to fill, what good are you if your pitcher is empty, right? Like you're scraping at the bottom. You have nothing to give. You're depleted. And in a caretaker's mind, you think you actually need to fill up the glasses first before the pitcher, but you can't fill any of the glasses up if you're empty. That's, that's the point. And you will have nothing to give. And what ends up happening 
is you then get resentful and then again, you're depleted. So the vicious cycle keeps happening. Well, I have someone on the line today who is struggling with this exact cycle of guilt and overwhelm and the need to take care of so many things that we all struggle with, especially as women. And I'm hoping we can dissect this for her in turn to help all of you. So welcome, Jessica. Are you there? I'm here. Hi. Thanks for coming on. And I just have to say, like, it's so special having you on, you know, full disclosure, we've been working together right you know for a little bit and I've been loving seeing just like your growth and so we do have a history together but you know as life happens there's still a struggle and I know that there's something that you're still you know kind of you know wanting some support on so why don't you just introduce yourself and tell everybody a little about you great well thanks for having me um so I'm married and I have three children and I gave up my career to be a um, stay-at-home mom when I had my first child. So I've been a stay-at-home mom for 13 years now. Mm. And so, you know, as children have come along and, you know, our situation has changed, I feel like my responsibilities have got, you know, just grown with our family. Yes. And um, yeah, I find myself overwhelmed a ton. <laughs> hmm Got it. Got it. I have a question. I don't know if we really ever like emphasize this either. When you were working and before the kids and all of that, were, were you finding yourself having a hard time with being overwhelmed or is it just like now dealing with, you know, the kids and the family and the husband and, you know, getting, trying to get into a career again? Um, you know, it, that's a good question. The profession that I was in was a creative profession and it was, you know, deadline oriented. So there was always a hustle, you know, at the end. So there were, it was like an ebb and flow of anxiety <laughs> to oh get stuff, to get stuff done. So that part, that component I think has always been there. Um, but as, you know, I've become a mom, I feel like I take my responsibilities more seriously now mm -hmm. because I feel like I'll let people down if I don't come through. Oh, I'll let people down. What are you worried about with that? Like, what, what do you think you'll be letting down if you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, what goes through your head with that? Um, I mean, it hasn't really ha happened. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're worrying about something that's never happened, but go right. ahead. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I just, I mean, I never really thought, I mean, in, in all honesty, I never thought I would have three kids. I mean, I think everyone who knew me before I had kids was shocked that I had that many children. Um, and, you know, I just when they came along, you know, I just fell in love with them and I, I want to do my best for them and I want to help them be successful. And I really want to try and, you know, I feel like I know there's part of me that's trying to be to them what I never received. Ah. And so, um, 
I think if you cup, you know, you throw that on top of just the daily, you know, just getting people places and making sure they're fed and bathed and, you know, just the basics, then it just adds up to be a lot. Ah, uh, okay. Wait, you said something really important. You said that you feel like, like you want to give them what you never received. Tell me more about that. Um, I guess just a connection. I, I want to like, I want to be there with them and engage with them. Mm -hmm. Um, my daughter and I were just sitting on the sofa last night waiting to, I was waiting to take her to an appointment and we had just a few minutes and we just sat and talked for a minute and it just felt so good. Like I was so thankful for that moment, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. where when I was growing up, my parents were like, you know, busy. Well, they weren't really busy. They didn't run around as much as I do and we do today, but like they would be reading a book or doing a crossword puzzle or watching TV. And so it was like, they were physically there, but not anywhere near emotionally there. Uh huh. Okay. When, when you were little then, and, and they were, like you said, they were present, but not like emotionally connected or, you know, giving you that attention. What did you do to try to get attention or, or didn't you, did you just kind of accept it or what do you remember doing? Um, you know, when I was really young, I just played by myself a lot. Mm-hmm. I was alone a lot. And then as I got older and was a teenager, I acted badly. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so that's probably not unexpected. Right, right. And then did you get attention when you acted badly? Oh, yes, certainly I did. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> probably not the attention you wanted, but albeit. No. Attention, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and that, I know, I think there's a big tie in here to like, you know, kind of fast forward how you're feeling now with, I mean, I think there's like a lot of um, fears that you're having around, you know, not wanting that for your kids and kind of these expectations you're having of yourself, you know, like you don't want, you don't want to fail them. Right. You felt when you were a kid and that, do you, do you feel like that's part of what's going on? Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. I do. And I, you know, in working with you, I've recently, um, you know, I've been trying to take better care of myself just so that, because it, it, you know, it only makes sense, like, well, if I want to connect with them, I want to connect with them as like the authentic me. Mm. And, and, and I want to give them more of what I'm, what I really am, you know, but it's been so long since I focused on that, that it's, you know, it's, it's going to take some time. Yes. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, like kind of what you were saying too about the guilt is that if you somehow, if you somehow have some time to actually take care of yourself and you'd focus on you, the guilt is that, oh my God, then I'll just be like my mom or dad reading a book and not attending to them. Like, I wonder if there's a, there's a little bit of that going on with you too. Yeah, there is. I mean, I've, I've tried to keep it in check. Like, you know, my friends yeah. will say like, you know, just for once and, you know, just for a little while, it's not going to kill them. And I know that, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't want that to be, you know, cumulative. Exactly. Exactly. Even though you, okay. So here, and here's kind of the deeper stuff is that 
I think you, Jennifer, have made that connection intellectually. And mm-hmm. I think you know that like on a practical level. It's like, well, I know that, that it, I'm not going to become you know, my mom or dad sitting and ignoring or whatever it was in your child's mind, how that was for you. But emotionally, it may trigger you to that. So Mm -hmm. it's amplified. So even though you may take like 10 or 15 minutes for yourself, you might get triggered to that, oh my God, I'm taking too much time and then I got to do this and I got to do that. And like, I don't have time for this. You know, like it, like it might trigger that response that's amplified than maybe, you know, what's the reality is. Yeah. Because I always say it's different what goes on in your head than what goes on in your, in your feelings. And, and I know you and I have been doing a lot of work on the feeling base because I mean think about it when you were a kid like you you didn't express a lot you know like you just held things in and you accepted it and then you rebelled right (laughs) and then it went outward like first it went inward then it went outward and so now like you've learned to almost like recalibrate and that's I think what we you and I have been working on right right so okay so making that connection I think was really important just on a level of like how it's affecting you, how is the overwhelm affecting you right now? Just in terms of like your schedule with the kids, your body, like what's going on? Oh, well, I was going to say, I can take going back to your earlier point really quick. I can take time for myself without guilt. If the kids aren't here, you know, like when you're at school, I don't feel bad for going to work out to keep myself healthy um, or going to see a friend for lunch or, you know, getting my hair done. That doesn't make me feel bad. It's like, but when they're on my clock, like when it's my time to be on yeah, and I feel like it's 110% and, you know, I feel like that's, that's what's been holding me back a little so, bit. Uh, okay. Okay. No, that's a good distinction because I think that's where we need to look at, you know, for yourself. So um, when you, okay, then let's go with that for a second. And then I want to circle back to like what's happening with the guilt and how it's showing up. yeah. Yeah. If you, okay, say like if you were to just describe a little bit, you don't have to go through every hour and every minute of what you do. When the kids are gone, like at school or doing their activities, what are you spending most of your time doing then? Um, I, well, it varies. A lot of it is, you know, housework. A lot of it is I've been, I've been working out more. Um, Good. So I've been, so that takes up, I mean, it's, it's good. It just takes up a fair amount of time. Um, how, how much time is the workouts? The workouts like an hour to an hour and a half. And then um, a lot of it is like grocery shopping. It's mostly errands. I feel like I'm constantly running errands. Like everyone's giving me a list. Like, you know, I always have to get, I'm in charge of food. So I'm constantly at you know, the grocery store, like every other day, even if I, even if I do like a big shop, there's always something. And then my teenage daughter will be like, Oh, I need this or I need that. And, you know, I don't want to take all of the kids with me shopping because it's a nightmare. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go tomorrow while everyone's at school and grab this, this, and this. So what happens is like, I wear myself out in the time while they're gone. And then 
by the time they get home, like I'm exhausted <laughs> and mm-hmm. I need oh a God, break. Yeah. Yep. I need a break. But then I'm like, oh, but they just got home and I'm supposed to be like loving mommy with cookies waiting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. With a big smile and dancing around. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, mm-hmm. so it's hard to find like a good balance, you know. Yes, yes. And I can just hear, I I can almost see the nods and the smiles of every single mom out there agreeing with you right now, because this is like the life and the time of a a mom, no matter if you're single or married. Um, Okay. No, but that's, that's, helps me understand too, just where your time is going. And so if in the perfect world, you had a magic wand and you could wave it right now, well, what, is missing like what would you want to be doing with some time if you had for yourself honestly in a perfect world yeah I would like to have like a part-time job where I can spend a couple days focusing on taking care of my health which has become an issue and the rest of the time working because I feel like when I have worked before and I get out of the house that I'm I'm myself again you know I'm not just here sitting by myself finding ways to either keep myself busy or um Mm -hmm. i mean this is this is lonely so sometimes i wonder if all of the errands and running around from store to store and this that and the other is just a way to fill that space bingo (laughs) (laughs) i can tell you've been working with me (laughs) You're so good, Jessica. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I just, I want to find a way to fill that up without wearing myself down. Well, think about it. It makes sense with what you just said is that if there's guilt attached to you not doing anything for the kids when they're present, it makes sense that you're like filling up the time with that busyness. And then, you know, that kind of overwhelm that happens when the kids walk through the door. Like it it almost sounds like you're operating a little bit on reactive mode rather than being proactive with stuff. And then for you, if you had a job, it would almost give you a permission. It's it's like a permission slip, right? Oh, I'm away. So they can't bother mom and you're being productive and you're, you're, you're in your own space doing your thing. Right. Okay. So let's go with that for a second. What is preventing you from getting a part-time job? I'm well, I just started after the new year, I just started looking and I've, I've done, Mm -hmm. I've just put in some applications. Um, Part of me, you know, it's like this, it's it's like a ping pong inside my head because I've done the stay at home thing for so long. Yeah, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around what it would mean to work, you know, full time even. Mm -hmm. So um, there's on the one hand, like I think, okay, well, it would, it would help me fill up my cup and, mm-hmm. and, you know, fulfill that part of my life so that when I do come home, I'm just totally focused on them um, or just in a different place when I'm here. Mm-hmm. But then the logistics of it, like, break me down every time, like, okay, I know I can find after school care for the little two, my teenager worries me to death. And, you know, I don't want her just coming home and 
spending time alone in the house for three hours until I get home because she's a teenager and, you know, that's like an invitation for trouble. Um, <laughs> right. So, but, but then with like the logistic parts of like, okay, who's going to take care of the kids? Who's going to watch the kids? Who do I trust with the kids? How's dinner going to get put on? Like then the guilt starts in and I'm like, well, I, I don't know. It's not like I, it's not like I'm thinking like, oh, well, no one can do it as well as I can. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, I guess it, it's like a, just a roadblock. Like my life has been this way for so long that I can't imagine it otherwise. And I, the, when I'm, when I'm being more positive, I think we'll just take it one step at a time and you'll work through it. You know, you've, mm -hmm. your family's supportive and we'll just kind of, we'll just have to figure it out like everyone else. Yeah. I, I hear a lot of like double talking, you know, yes. it's almost like you're damned if you do damned if you don't kind of thing. And so it's like you, you have guilt either way. Right. Whether, right. Like whether you're away and at work now, you're going to be dealing with the overwhelm of all the stuff that you just said. And when you're home, you're dealing with it. So really, I think it, what's key is what you said before and what I think we kind of unlocked in that, you know, feeling more settled within yourself and having more kind of parameters and being okay with space and time for yourself, whatever that is, whether it's at home or at a part-time job. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where I think, you know, you need to work. So, you know, I know this and I always throw myself under the bus. People know this. Um, I, being a single mom and an entrepreneur, I had to learn how to shut the door. And my kids were on the other side of the door. <laughs> you know, mommy, mommy, mommy. But I had to say, I'm at work. You know, even like hang a shingle and say, I'm at work. And I almost feel like even though you, you don't have a job at home, I almost feel like you have to have that frame of mind for yourself. So what if you created a time and a space throughout the day where mom's at work and within that hour or whatever you do, either like hubby is helping out and he's with the kids or whatever, but in that hour, you can be productive in, in working towards some of all the stuff that you need to get done for you. If going to work is, is getting a manicure, so be it. Right. If going to work is getting a massage, great. If going to work is making a list of the groceries, that's your work. You know what I mean? But I, th I almost feel like you need to be a little more proactive and set some boundaries with the kids mm -hmm. that mom, mom is working. Like that could be almost like your structure for yourself. Okay. I can see that. I, I was going to say, I, that makes sense. Like the, the manicure and the massage just mm -hmm. feels like indulgent. See, but that's what, right. That there, and there goes the guilt again. Yeah, totally. Right. But what I'm telling you, I want you to reframe it. I want you to make a list of all the things that you consider like self-care and pampering and indulgence. And I want you to reframe it as work. Okay. Because when Jessica works in that hour and so be it, maybe it's a massage 
you that's that's actually your time where you're replenishing and you're filling up the pitcher so when you come out of that you know that room or you come back from your massage you're you're so much more relaxed and you're ready to go right yeah i mean i know that that does have its benefits and you asked earlier about how the overwhelm was manifesting itself mm -hmm. yes yes so I've, I've, I'm sure it's not a surprise to you, but, um, I've started having like, um, problems with my heart. Oh, yeah. So, um, which in a way I feel like is a blessing because, mm. um, and that happened oh, last, last summer and, um, it really, it really made me want to take care of myself mm -hmm. because you know when I was like I, I want to be around for everyone mm -hmm. and um and I realized that I haven't been taking care of myself and and that it's important and it it needs to be done and so it's been kind of a learning process as to how I can take care of myself yeah so yeah. Uh, that's a really good point and you know I I think that it's like your body's kind of way of signaling you know t for you to get selfish slow down mm -hmm. you know and and because it's it really the guilt I, I want you to like almost pick another emotion around that the guilt is is I think is just that is just an easy word that comes up but I think if you can flip the switch on that and look at it as um you know, instead of the guilt, that like excitement and like replace it with a positive, hopeful, um, you know, uh, tranquility, you know, like anything that is associating you to get in that state where you're able to take care of your heart, take care of your mind, take care of your emotions, because that is going to make you a better mom, going to make you a better wife, and you're going to fill your, your own cup. Like you're not going to rely on being the caretaker to fill the, or the busyness to fill you up. Right. Yeah. And it, in just the short time that we've worked together, you know, my relationships um, with my family have totally changed. And um, I feel like, you know, the part, part of the problem with my heart was just that, you know, I've had a lifetime of emotion just kind of stored up in there. Totally. And so I've been really open with everyone and um, it's really changed our dynamic. So I'm hoping that it just continues. I love that. And, you know, I, and I think if, if you can use what's working right now with that in, in the way that we're talking about now and just kind of structuring, because again, like, you were suppressing a lot or you were going just like on crisis mode and then things would just explode yes. rather than dealing with things as they were happening, talking about your feelings. And I think by just the simple notion of you sitting down and talking to your family about, you know what, I figured out that mom has to have like one or two hours in the day where she's working. And 
and just explain to everybody what you need. Like explain to your husband what you need when, when you're working. Like I need help with the kids. I need for you to do this or that. And then what you need the kids to do. I need you to be quiet. I need you to, you know, like do your homework, that kind of thing. And then you're being more proactive and you're not then like putting out fires when they get home. Mom, I need this. Mom, I need that. And I also would have a powwow with the family about not having like last minute requests. Now, obviously like with kids that comes up, I'm not saying like all the time you're going to just, you know, kind of be the military mom. No, you didn't ask me before, but I'm saying like there's, there's things probably that they're requesting of you that, that you could probably say no to, or say, you know what, that's the kind of thing that we need to schedule or plan ahead of time. I don't have time right now to do that. But I'm okay. happy to do that or schedule that on Thursday. Okay. And so they, they're taking your lead because when, when they react, you jump. And so I think that will also help with your overwhelm by setting some expectations and boundaries about what you can do and what you can't do. Okay. Does that make sense? Oh, Yes. And then the third thing that I would do is remember, and I'm just going to say this for the benefit of everyone, you know, remember all that you are and remember to give that gratitude to yourself and the things that, like what you just said, like how things have been improving and what you love about your life, you love about your family, what you love about yourself. And just like maybe in that hour, give yourself gratitude you know, and so, you know, instill some of that positivity rather than, oh my God, I got to do this and that and this and that and, the, you know, the frenetic and kind of negative energy or overwhelm energy that, you know, the rest of the day has. Yeah, I like that. I think that's like, that's a good way to frame it because I was worried, like when we were talking, you were talking about it earlier about setting aside an hour. I was like, oh my God, I'll probably just come up with another like list to make or. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Well, and what I would say is that in that hour, I mean, I, I encourage you to make a list of things, but like just to be proactive about it, what, what are some self-care things that you can do? Like you can, I think the, the gratitude diary could be one. It could be um, the brag book where you're bragging about yourself and all the things that you know that you love about yourself is another thing. Um, it could be meditation. It could be exercise. It could, you know, whatever it is, your hour, but the, but structuring it in your day and maybe you do that when, the, like, I would recommend actually twice a day. I would do it once when the kids are not there and give yourself permission to stop what you're doing and just like pause. It could be a half hour to an hour of, of you time. And then when they are home, practice what that is when mom is there, but she's not available. And I think that'll help you work through some of that guilt and some of the triggers from your childhood, knowing that, you know what, they're surviving. Mm -hmm. And not only that, they probably will be better off for it because you're teaching them to kind of be a little more independent and not so reliant on you just jumping with everything. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's doable. So just to recap, I, you know, again, I would do like, one to two hours of work time, I would reframe 
the word guilt to a positive feeling like excitement, hopeful. I can't wait for the me time. And just like visualize that picture of water and like, oh my gosh, I'm replenishing myself so I can give so much more to everybody around me that I love. Okay. You know, kind of like a a different mantra, do the self-gratitude diary. And then also really practice being, um, and I'd sit down and have that family meeting about, you know, Maybe you guys can come up with a system every Sunday night. You guys sit down and you look at the calendar and what needs to happen each day, you know, and each kid says, yeah, I need a ride here or there on Tuesday and, and just help them structure their lives. Cause that's going to be good practice for them later on anyway in life. And then that's going to help you not just constantly put out fires. Yeah, that would be a great one because my teenager's like, oh, I'm going to be over at her house and then can you come pick me up? And, you know, we've been working on that. Yeah, it, it's and like, this way, no, see, that's a perfect example. So the expectation now is on Sunday night, we're going to sit down, we're going to review the week. And if you're going to a friend's house, I need to know that because I have work from five to six, just so you know. Like I'd pick a time to let the kids know that that's your work time, that's you time. Okay. You're not available. All right. That sounds good. Yeah, we've been we've been working on that. <laughs> <laughs> now we have a plan in place. So how how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling um well, I feel a lot more calm. I feel um I feel happy that that these are some techniques that I can implement and um I think it's something that I can do and should do just for my own benefit. And you know, what's really cool about this too, what you just said is that if you feel calmer because we just came up with a plan, can you imagine how your family's going to feel too? That's true. I, and I love that because, you know, I, I want home to be an oasis of calm. Yes. <laughs> And they're taking your direction, you know, like we, we all feed off each other. Like, you know, it's, it's an energy thing. And so they're, they're looking to you. And when mom is, is frazzled and putting out fires, then, then they react to that. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's frazzled. And can you pick me up here and there and take me there, there, there. But when mom's calm and she has work in an hour that where she's replenishing and she comes out and everything's calmer and there's structure oh my God, it's going to calm the whole system down, I think. And that, again, will help you with the overwhelm. It it won't be so amplified. Okay. All right. Awesome. Oh my God. Well, Jessica, like, again, thank you for coming on. It was really, for me, so special because it's been a while since you and I caught up. And I'm so happy to hear that things are going well, like overall in the family and how you're expressing yourself. That's amazing. Is there any, like kind of parting words of wisdom or, or things that you wanted to say before we take off? Oh, well, I don't know if I have that much wisdom to share, but I wanted to thank you. And um, had I not worked with you, I don't think any of this would have come about. So I'm, I'm Aww. truly grateful. Um, I just think, you know, it's just so important for us to take care of ourselves because mm-hmm. it, we touch so many people and, you know, if we're gone, um, there's a, there's a lot to be that's left yeah. and, and I don't want that. Not yeah. now. Not now. 
you are wise. That was very, <laughs> now you are. And, and just the fact that you're sharing all of this with everyone, like, I mean, look at how you've come full circle where now you're just like really sharing with people just now on a podcast, your feelings and how that is going to give back to so many. Cause I know so many people are going to relate to all of this. So thanks for joining me again. And this has been the charisma quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kim Seltzer. And remember you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in. And if any of you are looking to have a breakthrough, just like Jessica, make sure you sign up for a free coaching session with me by clicking on the link provided in the show description and stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. 